What's up, everybody? Welcome to this week's episode of the Extra Point Podcast, presented by Bleacher Fan Sports. As always, I'm your host, Tommy Buns, and I got my two favorite people in the world with me. We got Jones, we got Sully, and we have a packed episode for you. We're talking the wild championship weekend we just saw. We're defending the wall, as always. We're talking NBA. little MLB uh, Hall of Fame action that just got announced before the episode's uh, being recorded. We have a new segment for you. And we are going to say goodbye to Sully's favorite segment today in sports history. We got a lot to get to, so let's get right into it. But first, we need to talk about the man, Roger Goodell, and whether he has any integrity left in his body. Because I don't think he does. Because if he did, he would have enacted his right as a commissioner to overturn some bullshit-ass ending to a championship game like Sunday in the Saints game. Probably the biggest atrocity I've ever seen was the Rams not getting pass interference called on them when it was the most blatant pass interference ever right in front of two referees on the sideline. And it was helmet to helmet. You could probably call on that too. So, you know, Roger, we're waiting on you to enact this uh, little article, chapter five, section two, that Michael Thomas tweeted at you. Pick up the phone, do something about it. I am livid that the Saints are not in the Super Bowl. I mean, it's just, without exaggeration, it's the worst Blowner non-call in the history of the NFL, unarguably, and it's just why I said it before. But like, why is this rule in the rule book if you're not going to use it now? What what has to happen? Give me the scenario that has to happen. Does the fucking bomb have to go off at the fifty yard line? Like, what are we talking about? <laughs> is literally Bane have to come out and fucking <laughs> erupt the field? Like. What, what, give me, I need to hear from Roger Goodell's mouths, what is the fucking scenario that happens? And if not, then what, it it has to be either taken out of the rule book, or we're playing from, you know, first and goal, Saints. Like, those are the only options on the table. This is, anything they're doing now is unacceptable. I mean, not only was it one, it was three penalties that they admitted to Sean Payton. They didn't even have the balls to put out a fucking statement themselves. It was three on that one play? Three three. on one play. It was defenseless receiver, helmet to helmet, and pass interference. (laughs) Literally two two, two that'll get you suspended for a quarter of the season. Yeah, I mean... it's I, just, yeah. it's whatever it is. It, it, any, if you take any of the three or two by themselves, it's still the same result. It's still the most egregious non-call mm-hmm. ever. So uh, to me, the amount doesn't even matter, but it's just like, talk about how like spineless the NFL is. Like, And it's just, the people should be mad because it's just them laughing at us, like knowing we're going to not go anywhere. We're all going to be right back here on fucking September 3rd next year jerk it off to fucking opening kickoff like i'm gonna be one of them but it's just like it's fucking annoying yeah they really got us by the balls i was watching the uh, the jump with rachel nichols the other day who i love rachel nichols but she she said does the nfl need to provide a, a two-minute report like the nba does what what does that do what yeah, it's that the worst do? yeah admit yeah, it, it, admitting what you did wrong and then absolute no consequent or accountability for the actions of wrongly committing treason, murder, no. whatever to the Saints you want to say. I mean, it's so unprecedented for a game to be redone, like, from the spot. But, I mean, in this case, I, it's, it has to be done, and it's not so. So is missing a call like that. That's unprecedented. Yeah, I, I mean, this should have all happened right after the game. It should have happened, like, like Roger Goodell. They, they, while he was I, on I the podium. He knows the rule. I would assume he knows the rule, and I'd assume that 
or he should know the rule, and it, this should have been discussed Sunday night, and the game should have been replayed, like, today, on Tuesday. It should have been mm-hmm. fucking, he had time to call Sean Payton right after. The commissioner yeah. doesn't need, he's judge, jury, and executioner in this situation. He says it right there, get on the fucking field, get on the fucking field, put the champagne away, put the corks back mm-hmm. in, get your ass on the fucking field. We're playing yeah. this shit. The only thing is that the Saints didn't know of that rule until Monday morning, I think, but I assume Roger did. Yeah, and if yeah, he's not, what the fuck are you getting paid fi- $50 million a year for? Remember, with the, with the catch rule, um, the, there was a lot of uncertainty with the catch, with the Cowboys thing. That, that there was at least, like, another side to it. This, there's no other side. There was also, like, four minutes left in the game. Like, they had another yeah. possession to fucking... And a, and a stop to make. Like, they still had... To, Aaron yeah. Rodgers still went down and scored on them. Like, all those yeah. same... This, it's the, the same this, thing this, with Brady this weekend. Over. Like the game is... It's yeah, literally... They, they, this hold, is, they hold the ball and then kick the field goal with three or four seconds left. Yeah, it's literally... The ball is either... It either goes... This game goes to the Rams or goes to the Saints. That call decides the winner like a fucking coin flip. Mm-hmm. And it just... They, it didn't do it. They didn't do it. This, mean, to, to me, this just further strengthens the argument, like, that... I think you know me, Sully, and you you get mad at me for this sometimes, but I think you should be able to review every single fucking thing on Earth because the human element is fucking the human element because we couldn't, we didn't have the fucking technology. Wait wait a second. I I disagree with that in baseball. I disagree with that balls and strikes. When it comes to football and these things, I agree with you. Well, I don't think you should be able to dispute balls and strikes because I think balls and strikes should be called by a computer. Yeah, that's the only thing I disagree with. But what I'm saying, if we have if we have the review process, I I don't know why we don't use it. I, I mean, or I don't know why we don't have why we can't. I, I saw Colin Coward was against it, of course, but I, there should be. I think you should have one challenge a game to on a pass interference call, on an or or a just whatever an egregious call, whatever you want to on a on a because you can't obviously challenge a penalty or non penalty. But why why can't you if it's just as important, if not more, than an incomplete pass? Sure, I'm fine with I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. Like yeah, like the CFL does. I mean, like that's, you get that's one. All. You, get, yeah, you get one a game. You got one you know, a game. You one got one a game. game. If you want to use it, if it's a really bad call and five minutes. But like you can do it on anything. Like if you're just like yes, if you're just like hey that guy got was holding on that or that guy trip uh, you know it's pa- defensive pass interference on the other side of the field or something. You know, like, or that was a block in the back. Like, you could, you could, so if you saw that and they didn't call it, you could throw the flag and be like, hey, look at that shit. And then they call the penalty. Yeah, but you only get one. Okay, I like that. I like that. I'm fine with that. I think it's a fair compromise. Because we all know Goodell clearly isn't doing anything. And I mean, at this point, he's not, he would never, he would never go back. Oh, three days after two days after a team oh it's done now it's done now it's done it's done but i mean the fact that he could and he won't especially with i mean obviously it would put the others like the saints at a complete disadvantage at this point like the time has passed they're already two days behind the patriots in prep for the super bowl if that happens like it's not you know what i mean you're already screwed up how much prep goes on to this point though i mean you get you have two weeks to game plan for one team yeah. yeah, I know. I mean, it's obviously not like it's not as much as like a normal bye week because of all the pageantry and shit around and the travel around the Super Bowl. Like, it's definitely not as much as a normal bye week. But like, you're also like you also have guys prepping for this like potential matchup. Like, 
you know, in little ways the weeks leading up to it. Like, oh, right. So, right. like, you, you know, when the when conference championships happen before that, they are preparing for the, the the Rams and the Saints and vice versa. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But, anyways, that is that's, – that's just not a good look for the league. As if the NFL needed something else bad to happen to it, they went out and they basically screwed the Ram, uh, the Saints – out of a Super Bowl trip, probably Drew Brees, one of his last chances. He really started to slow down towards the end of the season. You know what I mean? The age is like, just like Brady has caught up to Brees a little. And yeah, you know, everyone's talking about that no- that that uh, that Thanksgiving game that he got lit up in, and he just like hasn't been the same since. Hey, it makes sense. Yeah, there know? might there might be some sort of injury there because ever since that point, he had seven touchdowns and five interceptions. And before he, that, and he was like touchdowns and two interceptions. Yeah, he was like the best quarterback in the NFL before that. And it's not yeah. like his his completion percentage didn't change at all. He still had over a seven. Yeah, because he, he, he's just throwing such short dump passes to Kamara. Right. Yeah, he throw yeah a majority of like twelve. Ooh, he, I mean, I've never. I don't know who's a better receiver out of the backfield, James White or Kamara. I don't know. They are both. Kamara's. I yeah, they're both in a league of their own on it though. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, because like, we didn't have Le'Veon Bell this year. But, I mean, other than Le'Veon Bell, I can't really – maybe Gurley's up there too, but not on the level that White and uh, Kamara are. Kamara, there, yeah. Kamara's an animal. I, I would I would kill to have him on my team. Yeah. He's pretty yeah. fucking sweet. And he's only in his second year. Had a, almost as good a second year as he did a rookie year. I mean, come on. Crazy. But we got to talk about the other game now. We got to talk about my boys going into Kansas City. And taking it to Showtime Mahomes, winning in overtime. Tom Brady leads the game-winning drive, two drives in the fourth quarter, the most points in a fourth quarter ever. Tom Brady lost that fucking game like three times. Three times. And guess what? That last one, that interception, I literally, I had the most, it was the craziest flood of emotions because all at once I was like, damn, that's it. This was probably the real last chance to win one with Brady. And then the flag. The flag. You hear Jim Nance all of a sudden, and there's a flag. And then for a second, Romo. We all we all knew it was on. It was on the Chiefs. We all knew. Yeah, there was no fucking way that that was on the Patriots. Right. Just like there was no fucking chance they were losing that coin toss going into overtime. No chance. That fucking coin changed to heads heads midair. No chance. No chance. I I I have no gripes about the. I have no gripes about the NFL. what, overtime policy, whatever. I, I, people that complain about that, I don't think you have a gripe in the a gripe, gripe, not gripe, a gripe in this game with Brady going down and scoring. You have the chance to stop him, whatever. You can't do the college thing with the twenty-five yard line. That's oh, stupid. No. You can't do that. I like the Chiefs had chances to stop him time and time again, third and ten, third and ten. But the coin flip overtime with the Patriots—that is just some voodoo shit. They always win. <laughs> that's, yeah, honestly. That's, that's something that you just know they're gonna win. So okay, like, uh, you were saying, like, how do you know they're gonna they're gonna win? I'm like, have you ever not seen an overtime yeah, game? <laughs> yeah, do you remember like, Super Bowl Fifty One? Uh, I saw an uh, interesting, what probably the most interesting proposition that I've heard so far. So basically, at start of overtime, each team would put in a bid to where they wanted to start with the ball, and whoever bid farthest away from the end zone got the ball from that yard line so maybe some team bids like we'll start at the six or the, the like the other 20 and another team bids we'll we'll start at the other 10 but like they don't know what each other's bidding <laughs> and 
So, I actually love that. And the team who gets who says ten, like they got to start from the ninety, but they got to start from the ten. So like you you got to try. You want to try and like and get then, and, and then the same rules apply. Touchdown ends the game. Yeah. Touch, yeah. Touchdown. I, I I think that is a great idea, and here's why: because this here comes the 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 mental psyches of the coaches head to head rather than relying on a, a coin flip where we're, we're using the brain power of Belichick versus Reed or McVeigh versus Peyton and what you think the other person's going to anticipate doing it does it's not on the mere chance of a 49.99 or 50 percent chance of a flip that's why I think that's a absurd and uh, th- that idea I'm sure would get a ton of backlash but I mean that's that's just so creative and innovative for because then if you have like a uh if you have like a lockdown defense like like you got the bears defense this year you could bid like you could just be like yeah i'm willing to go to the 70 or to the you know the 30 and i'll bring my bid up that high the 30 or 40 because like i know my defense is going to get like four stops and keep them out of field goal range and then all we have to do is kick a field goal and win and we're already there you know Mm mm-hmm so like that'll that how good your defense is will affect how much you wanna. But then I'm sure I always wonder if, like are there does it get to a point where coaches are just like, no, I want the ball no matter what ninety not like we'll take it on the one yard line. I don't think it would get to that point because I don't because then a safety comes in. Yeah, because the defensive score wins it too. Are you risking that? Yeah, I mean that's I true. Like that's the true. Most you'd say I feel like the most you'd go is ninety yards. Wait, wait. I what, feel what, like, what do you would think in that case? What would happen? In, would a safety win the game? Defensive scores win. Yeah. But 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 a field goal doesn't end the game though. But I, I guess if you're the defense scoring, I guess it would end yeah, the game. Yeah, because you got a turnover. Defensive score. Yeah, because so. it's considered a turnover, and then obviously yeah. you score because yeah, they didn't I, score I, in their possession. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But yeah, Crazy. but also, do you think that? one number would be settled on as unanimous like would it get to a point where like everyone's just trying to say the 15 yard line you know like they figured out systematically or uh, i don't think so because whatever you're saying you're going to think ahead of them and you're going to go before if you want the ball if everyone's like oh it's standard is 15 it's like okay i'll take it to 14 yeah but then you how close do you get to one it's got it would be interesting to see if it settled out ever or and if it did where would it settle and i that's a right. point, and and the other thing too is you'd have to work more for that touchdown, which I would like, rather than oh we got to return to thirty five, you know, thirty yards in your in field goal range, or you know you're not that or fifty return to the fifty fifty one yards and the game's over. Yeah. So I. Now, I, I yeah I just thought it was an interesting concept that someone actually fucking who who was, said that someone at your job someone on Twitter. Oh, we should submit that to. Yeah, the NFL offices like coward Roger Goodell. Yeah, (laughs) I'll tell you, no one is probably more miserable with the turnout from the AFC in the past two years than Goodell. I mean, he thought I feel like he thought he finally buried the Patriots when uh, he the whole Deflate Gate thing. I think he thought he really, uh, really did the number on him, and since then they haven't not been in a Super Bowl. Well, he's doing a pretty (laughs) bad job. Yeah, yeah, he's doing a pretty bad job of it. Dude, the NFL is rooting so of, hard for the Rams. Have you guys seen the clip of the uh, referee saying, "You know, I got your back after the fl- after the after the um that flag on the neutral zone"? To who? To a referee. A referee said to Tom, it, 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 "You can't hear, but you see him mouthing the words. You know, I have your back." I I don't know why I didn't send this in the chat, but but it. it well, it, well, well. Mr. Like Brady and the Patriots up to no good again. I know I got your back to Brady. Like, you see his mouth saying, and, like, he gives him a pat on the thing right after. 
And like, here's my th- problem with that with that play. It's like D Ford, or was it was it D Ford? D Ford was over the line. Like, they, yeah, Ford what are we doing? A, call a pre-snap penalty after the play's over. I don't understand that. It was an incredibly late flag, but like, uh, D, it's just such a like. I don't. They get because like, of the I interception on that play. Like if if that play just like resulted in like a Patriots like first down like if they he got the penalty and it was just like first and ten Patriots they and, and they kept the ball but yeah then but even then if they call it it's like uh, no it doesn't get talked about but because it was the interception play and it just had nothing to do with the outcome of the play and they called it it's crazy crazy Couldn't definitely uh, believe it. brought the patriots back from the dead and they didn't disappoint when they got their second chance that's the thing you can't give that team two third fourth fifth they i mean yeah a lot of teams a lot of teams would have won a lot of super bowls with three four chances <laughs> well you know gotten one. well so let's not get ahead of ourselves yeah let's 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 keep let's keep <laughs> on the the the, the the uh the realistic topics here we're gonna go to our new segment guys we're going to do this. It's basically fuck, marry, kill, but it's watch, record, cancel, an idea that Jones came up with. And we are going to do that. So basically fuck, marry, kill, so I'd assume that which one's which in this situation. So like watch is like you're you're watching it live. Like that's your, your got, that's the top one. That's your best one. Yeah. So that's like who you do like. That's sleep like, with. Oh. I would think. Is it, is it Mary the best one or Sleep With the best one? I think one? it's Mary the best one. I guess one. Mary's the... the Mary's, Mary's the one, like, that's who you can, like, you know, that's who you can spend the most time with. Right. Yeah, and yeah, are right. and are also attracted to. Yeah. Right, right. You're right. Whereas, like, the, 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 you know, the Sleep one, With might be, be, like... That'll be record? Yeah, it might be some, like, blonde bimbo you met at the beach or something, you know, like... The blonde the, bimbo named Barbie. Yeah. Obviously canceled. It's no stereotypes <laughs> here. Yeah. <laughs> blonde Barbie. But and then, and then cancel is obviously kill. Yeah, you're out. You're out. So we're gonna go with something. Three things that are all in February. Well, one's in January, but one is in February. The other two are in February. They're within the next few weeks. Uh, two of them are sports related. One of them's not, but they're all same time frame. So we're gonna go Pro Bowl, the Grammys, or the NFL Honors. Oh man, this is. Oh, this is tough. This, this is, is tough this is a good one. This is what I thought of. This is a, this is a, this okay. Is a tough one. I am going to. Oh, okay. So you're obviously you're obviously gonna watch the Super Bowl because the Super Bowls have been fantastic. It's as much Pro Bowl. Pro Bowl. Pro Bowl. You didn't Pro say Bowl. the Super Bowl. No Pro, Pro Bowl. Bowl. Super Bowl be too easy. Yeah. I thought it was the That's... Super Bowl, Pro Bowl, and Grammys. No. no, it's the Pro Bowl, the Grammys, and the NFL Honors, like the NFL Awards Show. Oh my God. I, I I know my answer. Go ahead, Dave. All right, so uh, um, I'm gonna marry the Pro Bowl or watch the Pro Bowl. Okay. And I'm gonna record the NFL honors, and I am canceling the shit out of the Grammys. Wow. See, I I'll I be- have the same one. I have the same one because really? football is better than no football. Yeah. As bad as it is, I as. as- as what am I getting out of the Grammys? You could not. You can't pay me to watch these 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 things. Talk about full first. I want to thank God, Jesus Christ. Okay, buddy. All right. Yeah. Yes, you're gonna um, thank God, Jesus Christ, your your family. All right. Good. Okay. I don't need to see that. 
I'll hear who I'll, wins. I'll like record the show. I don't. It's not like I agree. Like music is such a subjective thing that like. No, I don't think Cardi B should be going out and winning six fucking Grammys or whatever. Like, why am I going to watch that? I don't fucking agree with that. Like, I don't agree with half the shit you're saying. Like, or half the music that's on here. Like, what are, I'm getting nothing out of the Grammys that I cannot... Like, is 6 9 being 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 for something? Yeah, exactly. Like, what, what are we talking about here? What are we talking about? I think he's in prison. He is, but I mean, it doesn't mean yeah, he's when a, when a get nominated for prison. award. Yeah. Grammy. It's true, but if he's getting nominated for Grammys, then like we should all just you know. I don't think he is, but like people like. Yeah, like, in that realm, it's just yeah. it doesn't you know the Grammys do nothing for me. They do nothing for me. All right. I'll I'll find out. Someone will say it with an earshot of me who won something, and I'll be like, oh, that's the same as watching them. <laughs> I like it. I like it. I'm not going to give mine because you guys made me self-conscious. But we're going to move on to another one. <laughs> Tommy's definitely marrying the Grammys. <laughs> no, I was... Uh, he was going to record I it. Married, yeah, I was going to record it. I was going to watch the uh, NFL honors, and I could give a fuck about the Pro Bowl. I think I last time I watched the Pro Bowl was like six years ago. Like, I, can't, I couldn't even... They were still wearing their team's helmets. Yeah, I mean... Uh, we're not saying it's great. We're not... Yeah, but... Yeah, no, I just... That's, that's football I can live without. I'm okay. It's like uh, it's like it's like a heroin addict taking. Now he's in rehab taking methadone. Right, 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 right. It's yeah. like you've been addicted to football the whole year, and then it's gone out of nowhere, and you're going through withdrawals, and then the Pro Bowl comes on. And you're like, oh, oh, it's better. Oh, yeah. got a little hit. Yeah, yeah I got a little, little something. Yeah, to hold me over until yeah. September. Yeah, well, August when the until like until like a month, and then we really get into the NFL draft, and then it's like, yeah, okay, yeah, we we're always, it's always football, man. It's always yeah. it always comes back to football. Well, then we got but, free agency too. True. Which is going to be a? Uh, is there anyone big this year? There's a lot I mean, of. There's always a lot they, of people because everyone I gets mean, cut in the NFL too. Like so many players get cut. So you know it's. There's just so many more expected free agents than than there are. There's so many act, more actual free agents than there are going into the off season that you would expect. What happened to Tommy here? I don't know. He just got frozen. Oh, that you hate to see it. It, oh well, the show must go on. Yeah, well, all right. But, but he's got the topics. <laughs> oh, he he's back. He's back. Oh my god, guys! Yeah, it fucking it cut out on me. The the goddamn the goddamn connection was lost before I could read you the second. But what I was gonna say real quick was that I mean, this year Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell are gonna be two massive stories the whole off season. Yeah, happens with them. That's like. And then who's Pittsburgh going to take in to replace him? I mean, I guess they got James Conner if he comes back healthy next year. But anyway. Conner and Juju. We, that's true, actually. They did kind of replace both of them. But, um, Maybe go get a got fucking another, defense now. We got another. Uh, I'm going to call these WRCs. Watch record cancels for you. I got the NBA All-Star Game. The Skill Challenges slash Dunk Competition as one. The dunk Contest as one. And then the Rising Stars Game. Ooh, okay. Um, I'm going to say I'm going to watch the skills competition slash dunk competition. I'll record the um, rising stars, and at this point, the the NBA, um, the All Star game, it's a joke. So I'm gonna I'm gonna cancel that. 
Wow. Well, I get I, I get that play, but just at a, just to be different, I will also watch the NBA dunk contest on Saturday night. It's on Saturday night. It's just better. It's the best part of the weekend. That's when everyone comes out. Um, I'm going to watch or record the NBA All-Star game because I still hold hope that someday it'll turn around in some way. Um, and I'll uh, cancel the skill, uh, the rookie Rising Stars game. I don't need it. Nice. Nice. I have the uh-huh. same as you, Dave. So I was surprised Sully canceled the All-Star game. I mean, I just, I have, I, I'd rather see the young talent in the league. I'd rather see, see the, yeah, young the Rising Stars than, game rather is, than, it is a terrible than, game rather than what do you call it? You know, Russell Westbrook take 35 shots and LeBron <laughs> dunk 20 times. Like, uh, I could go without it. Yeah, I hear you, man. I hear you. I want to hear oh, some more from you. Wait. Oh, what were we going to say? What were we going to say? Does this year, like, prove prove that you, uh, prove that the, the fans don't deserve to vote for the All-Star game? Mm, it, it no, needs because to be less. I think it yeah. needs to be less, but, I mean, some of them they're getting right. Like, Derrick Rose is in it. Listen. Yeah, okay, Derrick Rose is because he's averaging 18 after come. People love Derrick Rose. They, want they had the him. same yeah, stats two years ago with the Knicks. And no one gave a shit because he was on no the No one Knicks. gave a shit. <laughs> He's shooting the Saying, three it, it, It's not like the Timberwolves are good. They're trash this yeah, year. Yeah, no, the Timberwolves are shit. Like, he's, he's on a shit fucking team. I think he's shooting, like, near 50% from three, though, or something, or, like, 40-something. That's the one area where he's, like, has a noticeable lead from his Knicks years, three-point yeah. percentage. Right. Yeah, it's crazy, but, I mean, I like that Luka is getting a ton of votes. I fucking love that kid. He's, I think, yeah, I want Luka to be in. He's one of the most fun players to watch right now, I think. Between him... And then just watching how absurd it is the Rockets run their offense without Paul <laughs> and um, what Paul Gordon and Capella are all out right Gordon's now. Gordon's back. Gordon's there, but you wouldn't know because he's been so bad. And then right, right, Capella's yeah. out. So it's like just watching Harden score thirty-five a night at least. They just they they are they don't they don't have another option. They really don't. Like I like I I watched that game against Philly when they got crushed, and it's like. They, he gave Gordon the ball a couple times, and Gordon just got blocked every time or, or had an awful layup. And it's like, who are you going to give it to, Austin Rivers? Or Gerald Green's going to just pull up for a three? It's going right. it, to gonna hurt Harden down the stretch. Like, this this stretch, like, in the playoffs, Harden, he, he can't go seven games with someone. Well, well, the thing is, the thing is, once Paul gets back, I think it'll completely change how, he, how they play. I think I think he'll 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 be playing a lot more off ball. Um, well, I totally agree. I'm just yeah. saying that if this stretch with where he's got to do it by himself continues, like he'd be doing it for 10, 15 games already, right? Well, twenty games in a row of of, thir- of thirty more points, but yeah, it's been it's been a while of this this insane streak. I'm just saying him playing by himself essentially. Like yeah, without- I, I don't know how he did that. The game. It was like the what was it the day after he had that fifty point game he followed it with another fifty point game he, oh, the he day had, after what, the fifty eight fifty three and then he had fifty three in the Nets loss oh no sorry fifty seven he had fifty eight yeah. the night before fifty seven in the Nets loss and then forty eight the next night like he's fucking insane he's he's absolutely insane yeah. he's but not what, shooting an awful percentage either he's shooting forty four percent for the year which. Clay Thompson only shoots forty five percent. Kobe Bryant only shot forty five percent. Forty five percent for a shooting guard isn't bad. Forty yeah. percent though is a big difference in that. Forty percent is bad. Yeah, no, I, I agree. But we have to 
move on to defend the wall. We will get back into the NBA in a minute. Guys, we got two each again today. I'll let Sully go first this week. Sully, A through D. B. B. Sully, the Rams don't deserve to be in the Super Bowl. Or, no, sorry, they do deserve to be in the Super Bowl. Despite. Wow. Despite. I want you to defend that they deserve to be there. Okay. All right. So the best way to defend this is by not showing that there's more importance in the last two minutes, which is something that I have been a uh, proponent for, a proponent for that the whole game matters, not just the last two minutes of the game. So when we look at the whole body of work, um, we see two additional face mask calls on uh, Brandon Cooks and Jared Goff, um, and those weren't called. But no one's talking about those. Um, you know, on on one drive they didn't score a uh, score a touchdown on it. Maybe they would have scored a touchdown because of it, and it in turn could have had the impact inevitably point-wise that the one at the ended but they weren't called and no one complains about it because it wasn't at the end of the game at the end of the game it it would have completely changed it but it's not that the refs didn't get every call right during the game um the chain the saints had their chances nonetheless uh if drew Brees makes that pass to michael thomas that does throw at his feet that's probably a first down or a touchdown the game's over so as much as we want to blame that for the reason they lost the saints had their chances they only had I think 4.4 yards per play, their lowest, the lowest of the four playoff teams. Um, Jared Goff led a very good comeback. They they always stayed within range when they're down 13 nothing. They it was like kind of like the Chiefs game. They they were within the range the entire time. They didn't let the game or the environment in New Orleans become too much for them. So you got to give the Rams a lot of credit for staying in the game in that tough environment. And Jared Goff on the road against a really good defense um, without Todd Gurley, pretty much. So I, they definitely did deserve it in many other ways, I think. There we go. Hey, you convinced me, man. Convince me. If you convince me, convince pretty much anybody. Dave, A, C, or D? I think he said A, uh, but his mic's off. I know, his mic's a. Like an idiot. Um, all right, Dave. Uh, will Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens ever get the get the seventy five percent needed to get into Cooperstown? Will they, or am I arguing that they will? You're arguing that they will. Oh no 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 no! I just asked you a question. Yes. Yeah. Okay. That's not how this works. So let me take a definitive stance. They will not get into Cooperstown. Is what I wanted you to argue. Okay. <laughs> Um, I think it's, it, <laughs> I think it's pretty simple that it's just not going to happen at this point. Those two guys are probably considered the faces of the steroid era. Maybe you want to include Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa in there too, but those are the guys that went in front of Congress. Those are the guys that made the biggest stink about it. And those are the guys that turned out to be guilty. Um, and I, I know they've never failed to test and all that shit, but, you know, let's not play coy here. Or innocent, sorry. Um, it's just that if they haven't gotten in by now, we don't know how long, if they'll ever get in. Um, and it just doesn't look like it. There's guys that are just simply never going to vote for steroid users. Brian Kenny tweeted it out today, like, it's just, there's nothing that you're going to change my mind about. Like, whether right or wrong, it's just that's the way it is. And, like, for an era that's seeing guys that should get in num- based on numbers not get in, 
the to say the two faces of it with two of the most gaudy numbers are going to get in, I think is not a logical stance to take. Hey, man, you know, it's tough. It's tough out there. You get accused of something like that. A lot of people think you don't deserve it. And those people with the votes aren't going anywhere, you know? Yeah, it's a real shame they're, that David Ortiz isn't going to get in either. Yeah, yeah, no, him and him, A-Rod, they're all not going they, What is What, is A-Rod nec- next year? Uh, how many years is it? It's five. No, I don't think so. It'd be till like so 2020. He's two, two years. Yeah, like 2020. Yeah, something. Yeah, he because he only retired what 2016. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. yeah but no, but it's five years after you retire. Right. So he's got that's like 2021. That's what I was saying. Not, not five yeah. years. Yeah. Whenever. Yeah. <laughs> but so all you got to pick C or D. C. Sully, this will be Brady's final game if the Patriots win. All right. This is this is easy enough. All right, well. I would have liked that one. Yeah, so as much as we want to make of the Tom Brady-Bill Belichick beef as we had last year, this year seem, all seems well as they've been winning. You know, we saw the two of them say, I love you, whatever. What better way to go out than champions um, as their sixth time winning a, a championship the most for a quarterback the most for um a coach as well um it put him in the jordan category flipping over sports but it was just further cement his goat legacy and and him leaving while he still can play at a high level although he's not at the elite level he once was um if he had another signature comeback and he just was like i'm done it would pretty much leave everyone um speechless after a win and say well you know there's really nothing we can say about him now it's not like he never fell off completely fell off the cliff like every like many people projected that he's just leaving while he can he can still play at a high level him leaving as a winner and with his sixth championship i mean uh what more what what is seven better than six at that point and once you're at six it's really the conversations conversations over so i i think six is a number where he can just say, suck it. I think so, too. A lot of people don't think he'll leave them with no quarterback, but... I don't, I don't think, think he will I, do it. I don't think he will do it, but... I I am in the camp where I don't think he owes this organization anything else. I think they can deal with a, down, a couple down years. Giselle he brought is them. a big driving factor of him off the field. Exactly, and if he wins another one, she's going to be like... She's going to have the conversation like... What else do you need at this point? Like, literally, you've done something nobody has done and no one's probably ever going to do. Honestly, if he kept playing after that, it could lead to a divorce. <laughs> she and could honestly, like, like, could, could they, could, if they win this year, could they win next year? I mean, we've said no every year. This is going to be it. But look at three straight fucking Super Bowls, 39, 40, and 41 years old. I mean, <laughs> you got to – it's never out of the question, honestly. Until he's done, it's never out of the question. So I think you go out on top. I think you just – if you win, you say it was a great 17 years in New England. Sorry, but I'm done. I gave you more than anyone else will ever give this organization. <laughs> like, well, the way it's set up, like we will never see this again in the NFL where you have a coach and quarterback that stay together from for 17 years and are winning championships – the whole time. Nope. Crazy. Crazy. Unless but, Adam Gase and Sam Darnold do it, but I mean, right? Hey, that'd be crazy. Yeah. I mean, it's it, if it's gonna be anyone, it's gonna be Mr. someone from the AFC. Mr. Googly Eyes. Yeah, Mr. Fucking. We talked about Crazy Eyes Gase last week. 
Crazy Eyes Gase is a he's a character, so you weren't here to defend him, but we let him have yeah. it. But Dave, you got D, you got the last one, a guy we mentioned a little bit earlier, Derek Rose. He has improved this year from last year, and he will continue to improve and return to the level he once played at in Chicago. Oh boy. Have fun. Uh, all right. <laughs> well, I mean, he's he's despite not having better overall numbers, um, you know, in totality, he, he has improved his game in a lot of ways since the player he was in, in Chicago. Um, he won his MVP relying on his quickness and um, just pure athleticism. Uh, and now he doesn't have that anymore. At least he doesn't have it to the level he, the freakish level he did before. So he's been forced to improve his shooting. He's been forced to improve his defense. Um, and he's, you know, starting to get some of that athleticism back. It'll never fully be regained, but he can become a, uh, just as good of a player in different ways and not be that old explosive Derrick Rose that, you know, won the MVP. Um, but he can be, you know, he's obviously a smarter player. He's a better, he's clo- more closer to a pure point guard. Um, and I just think he's overall improved in a lot of other ways that you maybe don't see in the points per game, stats, rebounds, and assist numbers. Uh, so maybe he won't be exactly the MVP for me was, but he can be just as valuable to a team in other ways. Maybe like the, the point guard version of Draymond if he gets his defense up. You can now throw up, Dave. Yeah. Yeah, Dave, I know that was hard for you. Yeah, that was I was tough. hoping you were going to get that, that one. That was tough. But, you know, at this point, keeping it on the NBA, I'm going to talk about a young up-and-coming team that in their last 25 games has absolutely gone off. We talked about them last week. And right after we finished recording the episode last week, they ripped off an overtime win in Houston. I mean, the Brooklyn Nets, guys. The Brooklyn Nets. The Brooklyn Nets are exciting as hell to watch. Freaking Dinwiddie leading the charge in that Houston game. It was insane. Yeah. It was insane. They are, they're, they're exciting to watch. They're probably one of my favorite teams right now. Every time I can watch them, I they do. They are. I can watch all the games. I love it. I can watch I get, all the I games. get quite a bit of them here. I get quite a bit. And you know who's been going off lately? D'Angelo Russell has been going off he's had over 30 something points in three of his last four his shot is so nice when it's going he's only 22 still people forget the lakers wrote him off way too quick for that whole that whole and remember when like the nick young girlfriend thing was the iggy azalea thing remind me how important nick young is to the current lakers team yeah he's not there anymore so Clearly, they fucked up with that. Because well, no, they had to do that to get the Mozgov contract on to be able to afford LeBron. If they don't make that trade, they don't have the money to buy, sign LeBron. How much was D'Angelo making? A no, bit. He wasn't making a lot. He was making like seven, eight million, but Mozgov was making like eighteen million. Oh, right, right, yeah. Mozgov so they sent Mozgov to. To oh, Brooklyn. yeah, yeah. So everyone's saying, yeah, you shouldn't have traded D'Angelo. I'm like, yeah, I think they'd trade D'Angelo Russell for LeBron James. I think they'd make that deal again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I that mean. That is true. They don't have a supporting cast. And it looks like Lonzo's more and more looking like a bust with these, injury, with these injuries, especially holding him back. But we digress. I, I mean, they got Jared Allen. He's a, he's a beast. He's blocking everyone. He's blocking LeBron, he's blocking. Who did he block? Giannis. He's blocking Harden. He, this guy, he's a rebounding machine. He's a finisher. I mean, if he can add a little mid-range game to a shot, I know he's been working on it. It's it's inconsistent, but you can get that down like Haslam did with the Heat. 
that'll be money for them. I mean, Karis Levert, they're doing this without Karis Levert. What's yeah, up? wait till they get Karis him back. Levert. He's putting up shots now. I know, he's shooting. I mean, he'll probably be back by March or so, I would have to guess, sometime in March. So, Karis Levert, I thought he was my most improved player going into the year. Um, he showed great flashes before he got injured. You gotta love, and he really helps them at that two-three position. Um, they got Russell, they got Dinwiddie. You know, they got they got a they got a deep team. They got Hollis Jefferson. They got Damari Carroll. Um, um, I bet you gotta continue to grow those. I'm be, I'm being biased, honestly. I'm buyers at the at the. I'm trying to get. I'm trying to shop some of the Damari Carrolls and. Jefferson's of the of the world and on the bench for some sort of big time power forward, some some front front line scorer other than Jared Allen just finishing the ball. Um, I think Tobias I Harris know, would know. be great for them. Who? Tobias Harris wouldn't be surprised if he signed in Brooklyn. Yeah, he would. He he's like a three, but yeah, he he would be really good. But um, I don't know. He he's he's doing amazing with the Clippers though. So I don't. Yeah, but the Clippers aren't going to re-sign him to max money. The Nets will. Yeah, the Nets have some money to spend. The Nets are going to have two max deals. Let's be a realistic. Like, they're not getting a huge free agent. I'll be stunned, as will most people, if they get, like... I'm sorry, they'll, they'll get Tobias Harris. They'll get, like, DeAndre Jordan. Like, those type of guys. Like, those stars, but not, like, franchise-altering stars, you know? the jo- right. like Like Joe Johnson, you know? Like Darren Williams, like he, you know, Darren Williams is great, but you know those type of guys that just like aren't they're not they're gonna be great, you know? They'll maybe they'll be you know the four or five seed, you know, but they're not gonna win like a title with you know. They're they're a six seed right now. Um, yeah, they're four so and a half back from. They just they just five. over overtook my Miami Heat, who have been so mediocre as usual. Um, but I I don't know. I mean. I don't know if you could play Allen and Marcus Sol together, but Marcus Sol is—I mean—he's getting shipped out. If you're in Memphis, you got to get rid of Gasol and Conley ASAP. Yeah. So yeah, I don't, I don't know if Jared Allen could play with Marcus Sol. It's kind of like two fives together, but plus, if Memphis's um, pick is eight or lower, they keep it. It doesn't go to Boston. Yeah, so yes, they want to be yeah. bad. Yeah, it's protected. They're, the they're, next two years, and then unprotected the year after. Yeah, yeah. they're 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 going to be bad. They're and they're. They've been the worst team in basketball lately, like them and the Knicks. and the, Them, the Knicks, the Cavs, and the Bulls have been the worst team. I think they've lost 11 of 12 or 12 of 13. Yeah, they're really bad. The Grizzlies. Because they were, they were, remember, I remember looking up at the standings 15, 17 games in, and they were 15 to 20 games in, they were the number two seed. And we're like, what? Yeah, their defense and, was just so good and to start the, the entire, year. And then... The entire, you know. Uh, hierarchy of the Western Conference is completely, you know, settled back to normal as we... The Clippers are falling out of it. The Kings have fallen out of it. The Warriors are climbing, which leads us right into the next thing I wanted to talk about. Boogie Cousins on the Warriors looks dangerous already. He only played 18 minutes. What do you have? 14 and 10? He came back and had what, a in double In the first game? Minute. Yeah, in the 18- first game he only played 15 minutes and he committed six fouls. <laughs> oh, so the second game. Sorry, the second game. Uh, he had 14 and 10. I'll tell you. I, I mean, the potential's there. The potential's. There. I mean, his shooting numbers haven't been good. Not that it completely matters. His foul numbers. I counted up the fouls. It was like 11 fouls in like 30 minutes. So <laughs> he's gonna he's have foul the rust off, but still. He's taking. Where his value is is he extends the floor much more than Kevin Kavan Looney does. 
or, or Jordan Bell, and his ability to set screens, rebound, and then his great ability to pass for a big man. That's that's what his benefit is. Like he does the, the, the behind the back, these screens into behind the back passes to Clay and stuff. He could just find them so easily. Um, it's definitely a problem. But th- there's there's downfalls of Boogie. There's downfalls of Boogie. The techs. There's gonna be fights. There's gonna be arguments with people. He's gonna. He's a poor shot selector. He's gonna take dumb shots. Um, he can turn it over a lot. There, there are the positives should outweigh the negatives for sure, but there are definitely some negatives that come with them. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I he's, he's he's one of those guys, but give him time to get going. He already looks like he's pretty good for coming back from an Achilles. I mean, give him time to get back into game shape and and get rolling. The come playoff time, I think that's going to be uh, the unstoppable force again. Yeah, bro. I mean, there was that that, that famous tweet that went viral, like right after uh, Boogie signed. That was like a. You know when, when like the picture of uh, that Shiggy crying, and it's just like when your team holds Steph to eleven points, Kevin Durant to fifteen points, Draymond Green to eight points, Demarcus Cousins to fourteen points, but Clay Thompson goes off for fifty, and like that's exactly what happened last <laughs> night, and it was just Dude, like, he he, he retweeted it and he was like it's happening. <laughs> Yo, Kenny the Jet Smith said Clay Thompson's the fourth or fifth best player, and he got ripped to shreds. Thank God, deservedly so. Oh yeah, easily. Like, easily Nick there. Nick, Nick Wright also best. said he's the he's the greatest shooter in NBA history today. I'm like, Dude, if thir- if this ain't some player. fucking if this ain't some fucking clickbait shit, I don't even like. You're just begging for people to comment, and of course, a million people are commenting because it's so fucking stupid. Who wrote yeah, this? Like, Nick Wright. I don't even know. They literally posted it. Uh, Fox Sports posted an Instagram that was literally like just a uh, Nick Wright quote. Clay Thompson's what, what, the what best. He's the best shooter in NBA history. Yeah. It's so stupid. The Shooting best shooter in NBA history is on his, on his team. Yeah. Yeah. No, he, he isn't saying that. What did he go, 10 for 10 from three last night? He went 10 for 11. He made his first 10, then he forced one. I was watching the game. Right, right, right. It was wild. And and it, the, the cool part about that is he's from L.A. and his dad's the play-by-play for the Lakers. So I didn't get to ch- listen to that, but I'd love to, you know <laughs> – Love to see how he announced that. Yeah. Well, so what people like does Nick Wright not understand? Like Clay Thompson, open gym hits nine out of ten, like ninety-five out of a hundred. Like if he's just oh, sitting there yeah. chilling with an open gym, like these guys don't miss. Like they miss because yeah. there's other seven-foot guys coming at them, like it, going a million miles an hour with twenty thousand people watching. Like that's why they shoot fifty percent in the open he, gym. They like Steph Curry doesn't miss. He misses twice out of a hundred shots in an open gym. And Clay's never taking a shot off the dribble. He's catch and shoot. Yeah, every time yeah. he takes like three dribbles a game. He possesses. It's like, a Ray, a- it's like Ray score, Allen. Yeah, he'll score forty-four points, fifty points, and he'll have the ball in his hand for like ninety total seconds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, w- I, w- I would really like to see him on the number one on another team because I've seen him expand his game. Like he does, he 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 does do little side dribbles, and he he has been. I've seen him dunking a lot more recently. He had four dunks in one game the other day. So it's like he is capable of doing it, but he knows his role. How capable, I don't know, but he knows his role, obviously, is catch and shoot. And if you can't pump fake one dribble, shoot. Yeah, no, it's true. He knows that KD and stuff are the, create, are the creating off the dribble. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. yeah. Right, you're right. I mean, I um, it's it's crazy to watch that team, though. I mean, like I said, I think they're going to be an unstoppable force once. And the Lakers played them amazing in the first half. Without I, the LeBron. Lakers, 
the Lakers played them amazing the first half, and they were still down 10. I mean, they were without Lonzo, without Rondo, and LeBron. But I said, wow, they, they're showing heart. They're down 10 at the half. They should be proud. And then <laughs> they only lost by 17 or 18. But the third quarter, they were down like 40 at one point. I was like, ooh. Yeah, those Brandon Ingram should not play basketball anymore. That guy is—he is awful. <laughs> he looks so high all the time. He is terrible. He is terrible. <laughs> he, the Lakers, you ship him. Get you need to ship him and get something. I mean, oh. they don't have it, dude. You know how delusional the Lakers fans are about the value of their uh, fucking assets. Like Brandon Ingram's like not getting better. I don't know what to tell you guys. Like he's not. Last year he had a pretty good he had a good year like somehow he shot 47 percent. i i don't know how but he he just he's not he's not strong enough he doesn't play with any physicality like his, kuzma's skinny kuzma's amazing and they're not getting rid of him obviously he's the only one with real value and kuzma's not going anywhere kuzma plays strong he plays with a chip on his shoulder he plays he plays with uh, some sort of tenacity ingram just doesn't have it like you bump him and he goes flying dude i know yeah. some i know some laker fans that are like I, we have to, like, all right, we'll offer Lonzo and Ingram for Anthony Davis. I'm like, yeah, and 17 first-round picks? What the fuck are you talking about? And? The best they can do is 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 Lonzo, Hart, and Ingram, and that's not enough. And yeah. That's obviously not enough. <laughs> I, like, even... I, like, I possibly might like Josh Hart the best out of the three. I mean, I'm a Villanova guy, but Josh Hart plays good defense and – I mean, Lonzo I mean, if you're including best. Kuzma, is that enough? I think Kuzma would be enough. I think getting Kuzma would be Kuzma's. Kuzma's the real deal. I, I think Kuzma's a bona fide star in the making, not superstar star. I think I've seen him. His shot has never fallen really, and his shot, his shot, like we've said, it, it's really pretty shot. It's starting to fall now. Um, I really like. I think Kuzma's going to be a bona fide star in, in the near future. You know who really hasn't, like, followed up his rookie years is Jason Tatum. I know he's had his nights. He had his first 30-point night the other night. But, like, mm. I just – maybe it was just a, a, you know, a heat of the moment thing last year when we were, like, he was doing so well in the playoffs while Kyrie was out. But, like, I just remember so much more hype about him, and, like, you just don't hear his name this year. I feel like it's the like, same thing like about Donovan Mitchell, too. Yeah, I, I agree. I feel like Donovan Mitchell as well. They both kind of had a real strong uh, – Donovan, Yeah, Donovan Mitchell and- is – Essentially doing the same, and he's averaging like one point more per game. Like he was like my sleeper MVP pick this year. Like he just he hasn't developed as much as he needs help. There's no one else on that fucking team that can score. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. It's him and him, him and slow Joe Ingles. I would like, love. I think. Call me crazy. I think Tim Hardaway Jr. would be a great acquisition for them. You're not signing any yeah. fucking free agents in Utah. Not, not you know, your Derek Favors is like the best free agent you're gonna attract in Utah. So you gotta get. Well, what y- are you gonna ask for for the, from that? What do you? What get are you gonna take from them? Ricky Rubio and a second round pick. Beautiful. Got the deal done. Yeah, yeah, yeah Dave. Let's put yeah. you in the Knicks front office. Jesus, done. Hardaway would be perfect because Hardaway can create off the dribble. Yeah, which is which is very valuable. In and he time. would get yeah. to keep his role. He'd be alongside another bona fide star like in Donovan he'd be, Mitchell. He'd, he'd be putting up seventeen a game or so. Yeah, and it'd be great. And they have him locked in for this year and two more years, and it's good. Knicks get the cap yeah. space. Rubio's a free agent, and that's it. Maybe they got to send like a three or four. They'd be a three or four seed with him. Yeah. And I just think another. I wrote about I wrote about this today. The three teams I had on the list for Tim Hardaway were the the Jazz, the Bulls, 
for Jabari Parker, straight up. And then the Knicks would just decline Jabari's option. That'd be a straight salary dump. But the Bulls get another solid wing player in in their rebuild. They're mm-hmm. not signing any big free agents right now. How I mean, tall is he? Six six or six who, four? Who? Hardaway. Uh, six six. Six six. Yeah, six five, six can, six. You can know. he play the three? Yeah, I mean he has. Yeah. He has it. What times. about what? About, he could also. He's know. also played point guard before. He's brought the yeah, ball. Yeah, no, you didn't say. You didn't say a third team because I know my third team. That I know a team that I would say. I would say the Portland Trailblazers. That's a good squad. I, I considered them, but who? I'm trying to remember who the fuck I said. Because uh, it had to do with, like, the Knicks wouldn't accept anything that's not an expiring contract. Um, yeah. Fuck. Well, in which case, they yeah. could they could probably ex- accept from the Portland Trailblazers. Is Myers Leonard an expiring contract? Or no? Does he have another year? I think I know he's, he's got been, another year. Yeah, he might have another, another year. year. Because I know that wasn't um, a great contract that they, they could eat in addition to someone. Um... Well, the Wizards would be another option with uh, Dwight Howard. That would be another one that's, uh, you know, salary dump. The salary dump. Um, well, let's see what else we got. Yeah, he's an unrestricted free agent in 2020, so he's got one more year. Who, Leonard? Yeah, yeah. But what is he making? How much is he making? Ten million? Um, it? he makes. It's a lot. It's a, it's a lot. <laughs> He made uh ten five this year eleven two. Oh minutes. the 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 Mavericks that was the 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 this last team for Wesley for Dennis Smith for Wesley Matthews or for Wes Matthews. But if the Ma- if the Mavs I did expand by talking about the Mavs potential to want to move Dennis Smith Jr. and if they would be open, which has been reported that it's been discussed a Frank Nitalikina and Tim Hardaway swap for Wes Matthews and Dennis Smith Jr. That'd be that'd be very good because it seems like neither of those two young rookies um, who have shown promise can have like been able to put together any consistency with their given teams. Um, Frank, I know you're a Frank fan, but he's just not he's not what you wanted with that pick. Um, he's not going to be a star type of player. It seems like he's going to be a defender. Um, you know, he's mainly a defender at this point, and Dennis Smith gives you more upside. Um, and you know, they have. And the the Mavericks are a team who could use some defense. They have they have a bunch of scoring, and they and they take scoring with Hardaway, and then they could have a, some lockdown defense with Frank. So I think it could help both squads there. And so, then obviously West would just be to dump the money. Yeah, I, I yeah I, I agree, pretty much wholeheartedly. My my only question is like at this point, if we're yes, Dennis Smith Jr. has higher upside, but relatively all things considered, they've been pretty equally effective to their team. You know, they've been equally important to their teams, which is not that important at all. Yeah. Um, so my my just wonder is down the line, like are we re- – even if his ceiling's higher, do you really – and you're going to have like that eighth, ninth, tenth guy we're talking about on the team. Do you want it to be a, 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 a two-year younger version of Emmanuel Moutier? Like what does Moutier – what does Dennis Smith Jr. give me that Moutier doesn't? You know, uh, it just Moutier's had like five or six thirty-point games this year. I think, like he he's been lighting it up at times. So I, I just don't know how. Or you can have Frank, who you know is already a bona fide great defender, um, and he takes points off the board on that side. Like yes, Dennis Smith can score, but like you can get points from so many places for so much better value than than, and you, that, yeah. than that, and you can't you can't do that with defense. 
No, that's very true. That's very true. I mean, you guys seamlessly moved into the trade talk. You didn't even have to bring it up. Love when that happens. But real quick, one last thing, basketball, we need to talk about. Um, Dave, a guy who I know you used to have in your city for a long time. He also played out west for a long time. And now he can't find anywhere to play. Carmelo Anthony. This oh. guy just like, what? how can you go from being one of the league's best scorers? I mean, it was years ago that this was the case. But from that to no one even wanting you on their team, like the Bulls don't even. I know the Bulls are in tank mode right now, but come on, they won't even take you and let you play a few minutes a night. See, I don't think his. I don't think he's like that, like dead as people say he is. Like I think he's he's probably gotten a couple situations that he didn't want to do. You know, probably not great teams or whatever they are. Um, but I think he's, I don't, I mean, obviously I don't think his career is over. He'll certainly get a contract next year or probably at the end of this year. Um, but yeah, I just thought it's kind of, it's kind of overblown. He's probably had more offers than people think. Well, I, I, I don't, here's the thing is he, he needs to accept who he is now. He needs to accept who he is, which is a, a, a bench player 20 25 minutes a game at most um scoring in the mid post and he needs to get his three-point shot right that's what that's what he needs to to do and he needs to buy into the system so i i do think there's a place for him but his his numbers of his chances are running out though um because uh, the the next chance he misses on it, it could it could be his last chance for like playing with a real contender I have, a, I have a team that I think he would actually be a, a good fit in, and I think it's the San Antonio Spurs. I think if anyone could get really? to I think it's Pop. It's a team that needs three-point shooting. Um, if anyone could get to, it, it's like this. it's like the same with Bill Belichick in football. If Bill knows, if, if there's anyone that can get some something left out of someone, it's Bill. He knows how to put him in the right system. It's same with Pop. If, if Melo can buy into the system, whether it's 18, 20 minutes a game, and listen, you're going to, like you're gonna you're gonna play in the mid post. You're gonna shoot threes. You're gonna you're when you're open. You're gonna shoot because we need three point shooting on this team. We don't have any three point shooting compared to most years. Manu has gone. Parker has gone. I mean, they, they need the three point shooting. I think they're one of the lowest attempts in the league. Um, so I think I think it would be a, a good fit. And then if he doesn't fit in there, I think it, it, at the same time though, it, it would probably be his last rodeo, and they'd be like, all right. It may be time to pack it in, Mello. So I got, I do, I do like the Spurs, but I have four, I have four teams that he could end up signing with this season. If if I had to pick out of four teams, number four is the Warriors, because they're the Warriors, and because Mello might do the same thing Boogie did and just go snag a title real quick, so he can, you know, shut everyone up that he was part of a champion in some regard. You know, obviously. I don't think they'd take him, though. I don't think they'd take uh, him. May, maybe not. Maybe not. But maybe that's. Not, but yeah, th- yeah that's, that's, that's the thing. The, it's one. They're one of those. It's like the Yankees. Like, they're always in it. You know, they're always in yeah. the discussion. Um, number three is actually a little off court help here the Brooklyn Nets. He could come in and maybe be a little bit of a veteran guy for that that young team the last half of the year. He'll be next to his family in Brooklyn. He'll be in the actual borough he grew up in until he was what, eight or nine years old. And um, you know, ha- a lot of Melo's life is is still in New York. Um, his his family didn't move with him; they stayed here. So I, I think there's a some off, especially if he knows it's a place where he'll get minutes and he'll be comfortable. 
and he know and it'll be you know a stepping stone to a next contract maybe in Brooklyn or maybe somewhere else but at least he'll have the opportunity in a situation where he's comfortable in in New York again you know so that's why I think Brooklyn's not the worst option and two a team uh Sally was talking about before the Trailblazers who uh Trailblazers Damon Lillard and McCollum have spoken out multiple times that they'd like to have Carmelo in Portland um, and you know, he'd be similar role in the, on the nets, you know, he'd play like Sully did. He is what he is now. He's going to come off the bench, give you 20, 25 minutes, maybe 10, 12, 14 points on a good night. Um, and you know, he has his spot. He's still a very versatile and I, skilled. I like the Blazers for him as well too. They could use another wing scorer. Yeah. Off the bench. And then the last one is if I had to put my money, it's where he's going to end up for at least the second half of this year. It's, it's the Lakers. Um, and you know, yeah. Carmelo's outside of Chris Paul, uh, LeBron's Carmelo's best friend in the league, and you know he already spends his off seasons a lot in L.A. He's got clearly got a presence there, um, so it's just uh, you know to, if he's not comfortable in New York, he's comfortable in L.A. in terms of off the court stuff. And having Bron there, Bron will only make him look better. You know, um, he just that's probably where he's going to end up. Um, but I, I think there are more viable options than people are giving him. It could happen. I mean, I that's why I just find it shocking. I found the whole situation shocking. I think he'll end up in LA too, though. I think uh, LeBron is just LeBron finds people. Yeah, and he gets what he needs out of them to make a playoff run, and then you know, on to the next. But just like that, we are moving on to the next. One thing before we do our last today in sports history ever. Well, not ever, but for now. Um, we have to give recognition to the four guys that were announced that they're going to be inducted into the 2019 Baseball Hall of Fame class. We've got Mike Messina, Edgar Martinez, Roy Holiday, RIP, and probably one of the most dominant pitchers ever, Mariano Rivera, going in. First unanimous decision ever. Couldn't be more well-deserved as a uh, as a Red Sox fan. You know, he's a guy who gave us a lot of trouble for a lot of years. And same thing with Mike Messina. Both very deserving two Yankees that are very well-deserving. But Mariano Rivera is in a class of his own and probably will be forever. And, you know, couldn't be happier for the guy. Do you, do you think this opens the floodgates now? Like, do you think, De- like, you now you got to make Derek Jeter a unanimous Hall of Famer? Like I think there'll be more unanimous guys because yeah I think Jeter's I think what this shows is like that who's not Mar- voting for Derek Jeter Mariano you know? Rivera was 100 percent deserving of being unanimous. The question is, would you think he would be deserving to be the first unanimous? And we're, we're, which is where the the skepticism comes in. Now that that's out of the, out of the play, you don't have to worry about it. It's over. He is now. You can give people. Because the thing is, people deserve, oh, Ted Williams, this. The, they, they weren't first. Why is Mariano Rivera? But when you look at Mariano Rivera as Mariano Rivera in his role, there's no doubt that he's should be unanimous. His ERA in the postseason was point seven. Yeah. I just, I, I just like, I, I get the whole, like, why didn't they get, like, you know, I'm not going to get it. And that's how it started with Babe Ruth. Like, Babe Ruth wasn't unanimous, so there's writers that literally refuse to vote anyone on the first ballot. Yeah. So, like, but it, to me, it's just like you should – Ask the question, is Mariano Rivera a Hall of Famer? Yeah, obviously he is. Yes. You vote for him then. That's it. Yeah. You don't have to think about yeah. it. No, there's yeah, no. You can't. You, you, your vote is your vote. You can't You can't rely on other people. I mean, I would think Derek Jeter has a very good chance unless some salty Boston 
person has, just does Which, like even the, that. Like if you do that, you're just an idiot because he literally revolutionized the shortstop no, position. You, no, you you like, are plus sure. three thousand I mean, hits. Not, like yeah, that's, that's guaranteed. That's locked. It's, it's not right at all. I'm not saying it is, but I mean that's the only way you can abstain. Correct. I think so, but then the percentage, like then you don't, like then you I don't think, no, need you less abstain, votes. You're, you're still you're still hundred percent though. Yes, correct. Like, I'm saying, yeah. like, it, no, I, think, it, I think people abstained for. I think someone abstained from Mariano because some people said they wouldn't vote Mariano in. Correct. There was a couple of people that said they wouldn't. So either they changed their vote or they abstained. Yeah, maybe they did. Because it's a percentage wise. It's not. It's not. It doesn't tell you how many people voted. Yes, it's. It's the percentage. A hundred percent voting abstaining. You know, it doesn't affect the percentage, obviously. So. Um, you know, the, and if they did good for them, if they abstained, if they thought they didn't want to ruin, ruin the vote, uh, better abstaining than voting no. Yeah. To be an idiot. Yeah, exactly. Be, yeah, just don't. Yeah, don't, just because you hate the Yankees or hate the guy for whatever reason. Which I Jeter should get it unanimous, unanimously as, as, as will, I don't know. I mean, Trout eventually. <laughs> Pujols maybe? I could see that. Yeah. I could see that. Yeah. He, he has over 500 home runs, right? 600. Yeah, 600. Yeah, that's he right. Might, he, I think he yeah. might get 700 in his career if he plays. I think he's got he, he like six, be, 650 or something. Playing. How much, I'm actually going to figure out exactly how many he has right now. What does he have, like 614? He's what, like 38, 39? Um, yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, he was he – was, on the Cardinals in 04, he and he had already been playing. All I know is he's slow as shit. <laughs> yeah, he is. Didn't he hit like 30 home runs like last year or the year before? 29, I think, yeah. Or no, 36 a couple years ago. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Oh, I think last last year was his first down year. I think he had 22 home runs. But but the other years, like like Michael Kay was saying, I never really disagree with him, but he was saying how, how much of a awful contract he was and it, it's bad but i mean some of his years he's putting hitting 36 home runs a year driving 129 or something yeah Let's yeah see. last after, year after 18 seasons he has 633 home runs wow he, he is 19 last year 23 31 the year before that 40 28 i mean the, the power yeah yeah he's driven in 6400 119 95 105 64 105 i mean guy's got 1982 rbis that's like a recent year (laughs) he averages 38 home runs and 119 rbis you know so he's got 67 home runs to go so that means to get 67 more that means he'll need to play at least three more years unless he tears it up next year i mean he's he's not gonna do it in two no, not in two. Yeah, no, you're but at right. least yeah, I'm so saying three or four years because right. then he'll be 21, 20, 22 home runs a year, which is very viable because he only played in he only played 117 games last year. Yeah, maybe so he, he gets played, like 27 or 28, and that then he only needs 23 the next two years. You know, 22. Yeah, not even. Yeah, 19 or 18. So, so uh, it could definitely be done. In St. Louis, he averaged 40 and a half a year. And in in eleven years in St. Louis, forty and a half home runs a year, and in his seven years in L.A., he has averaged twenty six. So I mean, obviously his his 
the 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 quick years of this are obviously gone. I mean, but who's to say he doesn't rip off a thirty-five home run year? You know. Another thing too is he was a very good defender when he was younger. I mean, I think he it, he's only got two Gold Gloves or so, but he was a very he was a very one of the best defenders in the National League when he had his um his quickness and his younger days. I remember. Um, yeah, he was great. Yeah, he was great all around, hitting for average too. Like, what is his career average? I mean, it's probably dipped, obviously, but he was he was hitting three something every year. Now, three oh two career hitter also too. Even with the down years, that's where he sunk is his average. He had three fifty nine one year. Like he's like he's like in the A Rod category of like power. Just does average, everything. Everything, yeah. I mean, A Rod's a guy who wasn't with the steroids. He'd be first ballot too. And I think I I'll say this. I think A Rod will hundred percent get into the Hall of Fame. Really? I I'd be willing to bet on because I think people I know myself included have gone from hating the guy to loving the guy. I love A Rod. I, I love much, A-Rod now. I want too. as much A-Rod as I can get. I hated him when he was playing. Is I can't say the same about I don't I don't hate or love Barry Bonds either way. Roger Clemens I kind of just don't like him. But like a guy like A-Rod just the way how positive he is about the game, helping young players, just he's just very giving back to the game. Like I feel like many people will recognize that. And it's a lot of times it's about your personal you know opinions about the player and i think a lot of a lot of them have changed and seen how how much he gives back to the game and just have a more positive view compared to someone like kurt schilling who should be in by most standards but you know people just don't like him because of his crazy views yeah no you know so i you know i think you know i I think he'll get in not first ballot obviously but i I think a rod will get in yeah i could see that I can see it too. I hope they get in. He he does deserve to be in. It's definitely not going to be first ballot, like you said. It's probably going to yeah. take three, four, maybe five times. But I yeah. think he'll 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 get there. People people, especially when the new riders are, new riders are coming in. Right, know. that's the thing. Hey, maybe one day. That's the thing is, have you know, a vote. he's got you know he's what he's got eighteen years basically because he's got a couple more years plus the fifteen. So at that time, people are going to look at his numbers, see how much he does. He'll probably be a manager at that time too. Yeah, yeah, or at least, or he'll be the guy point. who does, or he'll be the voice of Sunday Night Baseball forever. Yeah, like you know, which some, he's going to be around with. baseball forever. Which he's I'm gonna, fine with. Me too. I, I, I love losing, him on the broadcast. I hated losing Gruden. I don't want to lose Romo. Oh no! I hope they make Romo. Romo's going to be the fucking hottest TV free agent ever. Yeah, it's he, this year, right? Someone said this. Yeah, Tony Romo needs to be a D coordinator. Yeah. How could he not help out your defense as being a D quarter? Maybe not a D corner per se. I mean, I guess he could be the head coach and do both, I guess. But, like, having some sort of input on the defense, he needs to have. Some sort of input. Because he can, he can read the offense so well. He needs to have a headset and be able to c- communicate to the put middle him, put him up in the Put him up in the booth with the headset. Yeah. Put him up in the booth and just have him read defenses like he has been. I mean, it's he, literally it's insane what he's been doing. Yeah, and people say, "Oh, he's just a quarterback." I like like Stephen A. Smith was praising him, and I actually agree with him for once. It's like it's like what what he said. Like, what quarterbacks have you seen do that? I I didn't see I didn't see Trent Dilfer do that. Yeah, yeah, I didn't see Kurt Warner do that. Like, as much as I like those guys, I I don't see them doing that. Like, they don't. It really is crazy. Like he's he's bringing broadcasting to a whole new level. Yeah. It's awesome. I love watching it. Some people but, hate him. There's there's people that don't like him. And I'm just yeah. like, all right. 
You just hate him because he's right. <laughs> and cause yeah, he's yeah, you hate him because he's like he makes these funny noises and he's just energetic about it. Like he makes watching the games fun. Like yeah. he, he makes watching these games so much more fun. He's what perfect he, with Jim Nance. Jim Nance is the perfect, you know, perfect. Perf- calm. They're perfect opposites. Yeah. They're perfect opposites. Dave, you muted. You muted your mic. He he's like he he's like a rod to me. Where he he I hated him as a player, but now as a broadcaster, I fucking love right. him. Right? Yes. Yeah, yes. That's yes. a good. That's a good comparison. Great comparison. He's a rival to you. Great comparison. A rod was basically a rival to me because I hate the Yankees. He was a rival to Tom. But yeah, he he's just he loves the game. He loves sharing his knowledge. Some people think he's a smart Alec. Okay. Yeah, go, whatever. Go put on the Grammys. Go put on the Grammys. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. And with that, we are going to move into the last today in sports history, maybe ever. In history. In history. In history. We're gonna say the last all the days. The last exactly. Sully. Okay, let's, let's quick story. Sully points out that something that I didn't even think of. Yeah, I don't know. It's pretty embarrassing. Thought. We didn't foresee this coming. Yeah, but it we didn't, didn't even cross our minds. That every year the history will be the same for the weeks. <laughs> so you know, unless you take in 2018s into it, it will be yeah, the same. Yeah, I mean, it's gonna be the same thing. Then no. how many questions can you get from 2018, and how are we not gonna? Exactly. It's so. So this is coming to an end, at least for you know maybe 10 years. We'll bring it back when we're still doing this. Yeah. But for right now, we're gonna say goodbye to this. I know Sully's very upset, but he lost his streak two weeks ago anyway, so he doesn't give a shit anymore. Yeah, the real reason is I'm so salty I lost it. I was like, fuck this. We gotta get rid of it. That's a, that's Guys, a fair reason. And we, we have seven questions today. Alright, bring it. So, we're gonna have a definitive winner today, one way or another. We're gonna kick it off in 1989 in Super Bowl 23. The San Francisco 49ers beat the Bengals 20 to 16. Who was the MVP? Steve Young. Nope. Joe Montana. Nope. Jerry Rice. Yes. Fuck. It's only three guesses yeah. that fucking there question. Only three guesses. <laughs> yeah, guess wrong the first time. After I but, said my guess, I said, "Ooh, I didn't want to guess again." I like in 2006 this player had the second highest scoring game in NBA history. Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant. Oh, Dave by an inch. Wow, really? Dave, Dave by an inch, yeah. Oh, 1-1. One, one. Okay. In 2018, this player went off for 44 points, 24 rebounds, and 10 assists. The first time a 40 Anthony Davis. Brought James. Nope. First John time. Jonathan Nope. Uh, Russell Westbrook. Nope. James Harden. Nope. Can, can you repeat the question? Yep. So and let me finish it because you guys didn't hear the end yeah. of it. Yeah. So, All right, this... Dave, how about let's say we don't answer until he finishes it now. Okay, fair. All right? So we, we didn't... in 2018, this player went off for 44 points, 24 rebounds, and 10 assists. He's the first player ever to have 40, 20, and 10 since Kareem Abdul-Jabbar in 1972. I know it is. Carl Anthony Towns. Nope. Kevin, oh. Kevin Durant. Nope. Do we want a hint? No, 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 no. Uh, Kawhi Leonard. Nope, Kawhi did not play 2018. Well, he could have played. Yeah, he did. He played well, he the... played 12 games. What? He didn't score 44, 24, and 10. Well, 2018 was like three weeks ago. Half the NBA season. No, it was no, from last It's this year in sports history, Dave Duss. So it's, it's the last it's year. Last oh, yeah. Year. Fuck. 
All right. Um, this is why we're getting rid of this segment. Yeah. <laughs> Makes us look like I'll, idiots. I'll give you a hint. He plays in the Western Conference and has always played in the Western Conference. LaMarcus Aldridge. No. That was an awful guess. I don't know why I said that. Did, Damian Lillard. Back. Nope. Marcus All. Nope. One more guess each, and I'll give you another hint. Uh, shit. Uh, Boogie Cousins? Yes. Wow. Yes! Boogie Cousins. It was his, I believe it was his second to last game before he tore his Achilles. I mean, That's, I got uh, that, but that was pathetic. That took us so long. Yeah, that was bad. We just couldn't think of him because he hasn't played. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I was, yeah, I was going to say. I was like, was, like, was he still playing then? Or My next hint was he went to a school in the SEC. Yeah, that would have given it. Yeah, because then you can think, and you think, he already said AD. It's not. But anyways, in 1989, this team begins a 32-plus game road losing streak. Who was it? What sport? Basketball, sorry. <laughs> oh, the uh, road losing streak? Yes. 32. 76ers. Nope. Nets. Yes. Wow. All knotted up at two. Impressive. Nice. That was a good one. All right. In 1998, this player scored in double figures for the 800th consecutive game. Michael, Michael Jordan. Jordan. Yes, Sully. Now, I got that. Oh, yeah, that Sully real got tight. That All right. In 2018, this player became the seventh and the youngest player to reach the 30,000-point mark. LeBron Kevin James. Durant. Oh, LeBron James. Ah! Dave got you. Oh, we're all knotted up going for the last question here. So there's going to be – okay. I got to think of how to do this because there's multiple parts to this one. Tom needs to scrap. What do you mean? Okay, so this one you're going to give me the player's name. And two two numbers. So I'll ask the player's name first. Okay. 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 So, is this all encompassing, or is, is this yeah, it's three? Is this three points total? Yes. So two numbers and one name, and that's three points total. Yeah, but we're gonna give the. I'm gonna ask you the name, then the first number, then the second number. Three separate. The, questions. Okay. Can all the right. other person butt in, or is it all the first person at first? No, it's it's each. It's like as if it was three questions. It's, it's, it's yeah, 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 okay. you say one at a time. Don't answer okay, the second. Okay, all right, so. Okay, so in 2015, this player scores the most points in an NBA quarter. Clay Thompson. Clay Thompson. Oh, Sully by an inch. What? No way! I got that. No I way! Got that. Sully got that. Yeah. Sully got Strongly that, disagree. Sully got that. 37 Strongly points. Strongly disagree. Hey, Sully broke the rules. Jesus Christ, I knew that I too. All right, Dave, if you... I mean, I guess you can't win at this point, but whatever. We'll let you answer this one to redeem some pride. Okay, how many threes did he make in that quarter? Eleven. Nine. Damn. Damn. That's right. It's okay. Nine's the record. Tried to tried to give you something, but Sully goes out on top. What? What? Uh, that was. I should have asked that question like first. I should have gone backwards. You, you, but you, you, you had too much beating around the bush. I know. There yeah. was too much. I because I. Did you know the points, Dave? I did know the points. I did know the points. But, yeah, that's that's R.I.P. to today in sports history. It's history. That's all she wrote. That's all she wrote for that book. Um, guys, it's been another great episode. Happy to have you here as always. Dave, give him the handles. 
Twitter at Bleacher underscore fan, Instagram at Bleacher fan, and Facebook at Bleacher fan sports. Yep. Go follow, follow, follow. We're always putting out good content. We're always sharing articles from other sites as well that are interesting to us. Go follow. Great streams, great feeds on all those. We will see you next week with our Super Bowl extravaganza. I know we didn't talk much football this week. I know we kind of kept it to the other We got thing. another week. But that's because, yeah, but next week is all football, guys. We're yeah. going all football. We are going to load you up on our favorite prop bets. We're going to talk the lines for the game. We're going to talk about our predictions. We're going to talk. We're going to go over it all. The whole episode is going to be dedicated to the Super Bowl with a couple segments mixed in. We can't wait to hear. We can't wait for you to hear us then. I can't talk today, so we're signing off. Good night. Also, don't forget to read our prop bet article. That's going to be it. Last year, won a $100 better, $1,100. going to be great. It's going to be great. That'll be out Wednesday. Yeah, we are going to put out that. We didn't have picks for you this week because our basketball picks wouldn't matter by the time you hear the episode. So screw it. We'll have plenty of picks for you next week to make up for it. We'll see you then. Yep, go follow, follow, follow. We're always putting out good content. We're always sharing articles from other sites as well that are interesting to us. Go follow. Great streams, great feeds on all those. We will see you next week with our Super Bowl extravaganza. I know we didn't talk much football this week. I know we kind of kept it to the other thing. got another week. But that's because, yeah, but next week is all football guys we're going all football we are gonna load you up on our favorite prop bets we're gonna talk the lines for the game we're gonna talk about our predictions we're gonna talk we're gonna go go over it all the whole episode is gonna be dedicated to the super bowl with a couple segments mixed in we can't wait to hear we can't wait for you to hear us then i can't talk today so we're signing off good night also don't forget to read our prop bet article that's gonna be it uh, last year won a hundred dollar better, eleven hundred dollars. Gonna be Damn. great. It's gonna be great. That'll be out Damn. Wednesday. Yeah, we are gonna put out that. We didn't have picks for you this week because our basketball picks wouldn't matter by the time you hear the episode. So, screw it. We'll have plenty of picks for you next week to make up for it. We'll see you then. <laughs>